Welcome everybody to another episode of the Anti-Asylum. And today's episode, we're going to be reviewing Monday Night Raw. So, hope you all enjoy. If you do, make sure to put me on your favorites and put and review me five stars. And, let's, and yes, dudes, let's jump right into the review. Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair in action. The man entered the TD Garden to a thunderous ovation. Kicking out the final Raw before her showdown with NXT Shayna Baszler and SmackDown's, SmackDown's Bailey this Sunday at Survivor Series. Becky Lynch said she, said she didn't give a bollocks about brand supremacy. Before she could continue with any anything of note, the Iconics theme played and Billy Kay and Peyton Royce made their entrance. They took exception to Raw leaving them off the brand's Survivor Series team. Lynch proposed a fight between her and the Aussies. Aussies now, only for Charlotte Flair to arrive in the night's first match to get underway. The former tag team champions attacked Flair and, and Lynch at the opening bell, looking to score a quick win over the mismatched op- opposition. Flair fought back into the bout and applied the figure eight. Lynch delivered a Bexploder to Royce and Kay, tapped out to to end her suffering. After the match, Flair and Lynch made their way up to the ramp, only to watch as Baszler, Jessamine Duke, and Marina Schaffer hit the ring and attacked the Iconics. They suffered a beatdown at the hands of the trio, but recovered quickly and took off after the invaders and the cr- crowd, where they were stopped by security to end the segment. Um, <clears throat> you know what? I should say the Iconics were better. The Iconics? Oh no, they always say that. They said it right when the, their music hit. Before their music, I'm like, is that a new thing, or was that always there? Because, like, it's kind of weird. But, if I had given this thing a grade, I would probably say B-, minus, maybe. I'd probably get that B-. minus. Not bad. Not a bad match. It was kind of short. But, um... I gotta say, at the end of the match... I like how the security doesn't stop NXT. They they don't stop the women there. Those women like Shayna and all of them. But right when Becky and Charlotte goes over there, they're like, "Oh no, no, you guys, they're fine. You guys can't go anywhere. You guys can't hurt them. You guys can't hurt them." Like, what? I'm sorry, but. Uh, you didn't stop them from coming down here and beating up the Iconics. So, why does that make... Why do you stop us, but not them? Like, you you totally just stopped... May, yeah, maybe you weren't there at the time. But you were there now, but you didn't go in the ring, did you? No, you didn't. So, that really made no sense, but whatever. Who cares, you know? Good old Becky Lynch giving up. Right hand, left hand, I don't know, to a freaking security guard. It's always good. All right, let's move on. Um, oh, by the way, I want to say something before we move on. Uh, that's my bad. I thought, I, I didn't, it said a week 
then there was like a video on YouTube where someone like one of my fa favorite reaction channels they um I made a video about the Johnny Gargano versus AJ Styles versus um Shinsuke Nakamura and apparently he was reviewing that and I'm sitting there like it's not wait like it was yesterday I saw that and I was like did Survivor Series already happen and I was like I'm pretty sure it said a week from Sunday a week in a week and it's coming and I was right it's coming uh 17th so I might I don't know I, I want to do I'm thinking about doing that every pay-per-view is going after that I'll review it at, like on a Monday uh, before I do the Monday uh, before I do the Friday Night Smackdown review just to do that something new on the channel I don't know just tell me what if you guys want to see that if you guys do uh, just tell tell me in the comments and make sure everything is if you guys are cool with that um, I hope you guys are I I really hope we do that. Hope I do that. I want to make, like I said in the start of my of my uh, podcast, I want to make this fun. I want to make this interesting for you guys, and that's what we're doing with the WCF ba promo battles. Hope you guys did enjoy that. By the way, who won that? Um, I did pretty good. I think I did pretty good. Uh, I know Jay Threx did pretty good. Uh, Nightwolf he did pretty good. Uh, Chris Burris did too. He did pretty good. Chris did too. Chris Nightwolf, whatever you want to call him. Um, yeah, it should be fun. I'm having a lot of fun with it. I hope you guys are too. We should be having another episode soon. Uh, probably say when he gets back. Friday. Uh, maybe. Because I want to do Friday Night Smackdown with those guys. So you'll probably be seeing an episode on Friday instead of Monday of Friday Night Smackdown. Because I want uh, J3X. A.K. Peyton Burton. I want not and Nightwolf. A.K. Chris Burris. I want all that. I want both them on my show. Uh, they already have. I didn't plan on that, but that was pretty cool. Uh, I didn't know when we were gonna do that. So hope you guys did enjoy that. If you did, cool. Tell me in the comments. Go follow me on my social medias. And let's move on. Now enough talking about that. We're in the Monday Night Raw review. Enough for the distractions. Let's get back into it. Next match is Humberto Carrillo versus Carl Anderson. Dismayed by the perceived dis disrespect shown to him by Humberto Carrillo, AJ Styles announced the 205 Live alumnus would battle Carl Anderson. As the match started, the Street Profits arrived on the scene to counter, to counter any potential interference by Styles or Luke Gallows. Providing a distraction that allowed Carrillo to wipe out all three heels with a plancha heading into the break. The match continued after the commercial with Anderson wearing Carrillo with a side headlock as the Street Profits on OC washed from ringside. A standing moonsault by the babyface sparked his comeback and earned him a quick near fall. A big spine buster by Carrillo backed down as Anderson nearly scored the victory. Carrillo encountered a powerbomb attempt, sending his opponent into the corner. A distraction by Styles allowed Gallows to hang the babyface up to the, on the top rope, and Anderson rolled him up with a small package. Undetected by the official, though, Montez Ford rolled Carrillo on top of, for the win. Result, Carrillo defeated Anderson. For a grade, uh, I'll give that a B+. 
I, I like Carrillo. He's a very good. He's a very good upcoming star. I think they can do really good with this character if they use him right. He's starting to win matches, and that's what I love. When he started, he was losing matches after matches. Uh, going into the, with the OC, right now I don't know what they're going to do with the OC. They're really just basically making them lose matches to like small characters, where they're trying to build off of that, trying to build that character that just won that match against the OC, and that's what they're doing with the, the Stray Profits and Corolla right now. That's what I don't understand with that because I get it that. The OC attacked Straight Prophets. But Carrillo, yeah, he's been disrespected by AJ Styles and all them. But, you know, it's just give him a title defense already, you know. It's kind of, you know, it's already been hinted about it. And it's, it's probably going to happen. Like, oh, I don't want to face you right now. Oh, I don't want to face you because, you know, you took me off, bro, you know. I'm just like... Who cares? Fight them. Who cares? Like, they're AJ Styles, you know? That's just me. I don't see, uh, Street Profits right now. I absolutely love the Street Profits. I know there's people out there like, oh, you know, I don't know, they're kind of goofy. Well, that's what's fun about it. They, they actually make stuff fun, and they actually want to be exciting. They, they do super cool stuff. I love, uh, I think it's a lot of fun where just what they do is just it's great. I absolutely love it. Um yeah, it's just everything about them is pretty cool. Uh let's move on. Uh No Way Jose versus Bobby Lashley. But with Lana. I I I watched this last night and I I, I don't even want to I don't even want to say this I don't even want to look at this part. Prior to probably last year's match with No Way Jose, Lana revealed that she had fil filed for divorce from Rusev and a temporary restraining order through the Commonwealth of Massachusetts that buried her soon-to-be ex-husband from coming within 90 feet of her. Can we just say, before we uh, move on, I thought it was freaking great that when they said, oh, I'm filing, she said, I'm filing for a divorce, everybody in that whole arena started saying, Rusev Day, Rusev Day, Rusev Day. <laughs> like, uh, it just, and she just looked disappointed, you know, it's like, oh, really? You know? I, I find this storyline a joke, like. Like, I thought it was so funny about that. But, you know, Rusev, man, he he deserves better than this. Like, god dang. Lashley dominated Jose, powering the 250-pounding, was that right? 260-pound competitor to the mat, my bad, with these, and applying a punishing full Nelson until his opponent passed out. Lana and Lashley engaged in a long, passionate lip lock after the match as fans looked on in apathy. <sighs> Result, Lashley defeated Jose. What was this match, and what was that start of it? I'm sorry, but 
I don't get that at all. Why is Bobby Lashley doing this with freaking Lana? They've already cut this with Dolph Ziggler. They shouldn't be doing it again. But now here we are doing it again. Because for some reason, we need to bring back this storyline. No one asked for this. Yeah, people were asking for <clears throat> to come out of the PG rating. But this right here has took another level of what the heck are you doing? I have no flipping clue. This has to end. And apparently it's supposed to end. This storyline is supposed to end where Lana and Rusev work out their differences and get back together. How in the heck are you going to do that, WWE? You've already pushed it where she's, where she's supposedly already filing for divorce and has a restraining order against him. To be 90 feet, I'm pretty sure what I just read, 90 feet of her. So you don't want your man standing up for you. You don't want your man, this man, to stand up for the woman that you loved ever since. The dawn of freaking time. And all of a sudden, this guy gets it. What the heck are you talking about? Why? This storyline makes no sense at all. I watch it, but I don't even want to watch it. I didn't even want to watch last night because of that. Just that match. I actually enjoyed all this. I'm like a surprise. I actually enjoyed it. I enjoyed the rest of it. But just this. Them locking lips. And all of a sudden him dropping her. Still locking lips. Like uh, that's like this is. You, there's kids watching man. Like you can't do that. <laughs> like. Stop. That's just weird. Even for a grown up. That was just weird for me. I thought that was just awkward and like I I yeah, kissing a girl it's nice, but it's like I'm not gonna take it that far where you're basically caressing her the whole freaking time, like and the guy and the girl's doing it as well. You, you, you got kids watching my guy. I know you guys are trying to go out of the PG air PG air, but you know that's kinda of taking it too far than my guy. Ah, gosh, I, what did I give that? I didn't even give it a grade yet. Oh, I'm just so disgusted. I'm going to give that D minus. That was horrible. D minus. I'm going to be nice. I'm actually going to be a nice guy here. I would rather I would rather give it an F, but I'm just going to give it a D minus. That's probably one of the worst ones you can ever see, and that's probably the worst ones you're going to see on this card. Definitely going to be the worst ones you're going to see on this dang card. Moving on. Moving on while we're still alive today. Seth Rollins versus Andrade. A week of social media back and forth gave a, gave way to a match between Seth Rollins and Andrade in which if El Adalo, I don't know, my bad if I messed that up, defeated the former Universal Champion. He would replace the Beast Slayer as the captain of Team Raw at Survivor Series. An early attempt at interference by Selena Vega led to her dismissal from the ringside area but also opened Rollins up for an attack by his opponent heading into the break. Andrade dominated during the commercial, but Rollins fired up a ceiling blade and block blockbuster, followed by a duo of top suicidas to, re 
regain control of the belt. A springboard knee strike continued his sudden hot streak. El Adalo escaped a buckle bomb and delivered a running knee strike to the chest for a near fall. Rollins recovered and teased the stomp, but Andrade again evaded the devastating finish. Late, late, Andrade tried for a double stomp from the top rope from Rollins, dodged, but Rollins dodged it. The architect delivered a falcon arrow for a two count as a guest commentator, Samoa Joe, explained Andrade could not be beaten tonight. Before Rollins could put his opponent away, SmackDown's Lucha House Party attacked him, drawing a disqualification after the bell. Rollins and Andrade paired up and defended off the trio. Rollins assured Andrade they will do this dance again down the road before exiting the squared circle. Results, Rollins defeated Andrade by disqualification. Okay, before I get my grade, can we just talk about Samoa Joe? He came out when the match was about to start with Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair versus the Iconics. Can we talk about that? I was literally, I, this is no joke, I was throwing a football up in the air. I wasn't even paying attention. I was just throwing the ball, a football up in the air, catching it, throwing the ball, catching it. And all of a sudden, Samoa Joe's music hits. I stopped throwing that ball, catch it. And I had, I just look confused. Look at the screen and say, Samoa Joe? Like, that's how, how many times are we going to say that when we have a surprise look? Because Samoa Joe, we haven't seen you in forever. We've seen you in WWE backstage. Which, dude, I, that's today. I don't know if I should watch that. I might watch that just to see CM Punk. Be, just because I'm because that actually interests me. How is he going to do it? How are they going to use him? Who knows? Let's see it. I'm ready to see it. I want to see how they're going to use that. And then all of a sudden, Samoa Joe joins the commentary team. I thought he was out of back. I thought he was back in action. I thought he was going to be like special guest referee. Well, no, screw it. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But that really surprised me because he usually comes out like, when a guy comes out and they're talking. You know, he'll come out and you know start beating him up or something. But like I, I, I was pretty sure the whole night. I was like. He's going to beat someone up tonight. Like, he's going to screw someone over and like, oh, let's start this rivalry, bro. But no, he just sat at the commentary team just talking, you know. Samoa Joe style, you know. You know, they screwed over Samoa Joe, so why not join the commentary team? Screw it. Because he, he never won the title. He never won the universal title or anything. He got close to the world title. He got close to the universal title. I don't know if it was the world title. I don't know. Screw it. Who cares? Like, I I really want Samoa Joe to have a title. Yeah, he won the United States title, but at what cost? He needs to win the world title. He has to have a small title. He has a big title. That's not happening. No. Apparently, there's a rumor that, um, there's a rumor that, um, the world title is supposed to come back. The actual world title is supposed to come back. The original, the, the original world heavyweight championship title. I mean, I, that's why I hear. That's what I hear. But that's a huge rumor that I would actually love to see. Because right now, I don't think that having the WWE title and the World Heavyweight title together is working. To me, I think that we need more titles. But what we need is to have the WWE title separated and the World Heavyweight title separated from that. I would say probably have the world title go to SmackDown 
to have the WWE title go to Raw. Because right now, WWE... Oh, wait, hold on. Is that going to work? Because the United States title, the world title is there. So, actually, what it? Because it would be the WWE Championship title and world... WWE Championship title, yeah, like that's what I said, and the United States title, and Raw Tag Team titles at uh, SmackDown, I mean on Raw. Then, you have, you would have the Raw, you would have the World Heavyweight Championship title at SmackDown, the Universal title, the Intercontinental and SmackDown title. Now, wow, that wouldn't work. Oh, crap. Well, well, see, now for both shows, you have the 24-7 title. You have anyone going for it. So technically, that evens it out. So I would say, yeah, do that. But I don't know how they're going to do that when they have... You can have four titles on SmackDown and only have three titles on Raw. So basically, SmackDown's going to be the big shot where they need to add an hour. Because not every title is going to... Well, no, they would keep it like two hours. Because they wouldn't use, like, anything else. I'll, now, see, that's what I hate about them combining those. Because the World Heavyweight title was so iconic that it every match it was in, it was great. I love the, the look of the World Heavyweight title. that The original World Heavyweight title. Right now, I like the, the WWE World Heavyweight title now, but... My heart loves, my heart is still loving the original, the GOAT title, World Heavyweight Championship title. Like, that's just me. That's just me. If you have a different opinion, tell me in the comments. But for this match, I would give that an A. Pretty darn good match. Loved it. I love both these superstars. That's why I love about Andrade. If, that's why I love about heels. If you hate them, they're doing their job. They're doing a great job, and with Andrade, I absolutely love him. And that's why, because he's a heel, he does the heel perfectly, and and he's a, such a great competitor, and that's why I love him so much. I love Seth Rollins because he, he does so much. I know a lot of people are starting to hate on Rollins. Like I said in the last, last episode, I actually like Seth Rollins. I love Becky Lynch as well. But, I don't know. Let's move on. Uh, next match we have Akira Tozawa versus Buddy Murphy. The battle, the battle of former cruiserweight champions saw Akira Tozawa battle Buddy Murphy, who was last seen antalizing Aleister Black prior to the commercial timeouts. The best kept secret was unfazed by Tozawa's chops early, but quickly found himself on the defensive. A flapjack slowed the babyface's momentum, but a head scissors stunned Murphy. A top to pay suicida by Tozawa landed him in the grasp of his opponent, who proceeded to drop him with a super suplex on the floor. A late rally by Tozawa left Murphy reeling, and, and a German suplex nearly earned a, the former an upset. The former an upset win. An inverted hurricanrana continued Tozawa's role, a senton across the black back of Murphy who was draped over the middle rope, only earned the babyface a two-count as the Asu showed his resiliency. 
Uh, sorry if I messed that up. Murphy fought back. Murphy fought back, delivered Murphy's Law, and scored the pinfall victory. Murphy defeated. Result: Murphy defeated Tazawa. Um, if I had to give that a grade, I would give that an A minus. Pretty good match, I gotta say. I, these two are really good competitors. They could do so much in this in, in a WWE ring at a squared circle. Doesn't matter where they're at, they can do so much together. And even without, even with other competitors, so good. I love it. I love Akira, Akira Tazawa. Tazawa, bleh, can't speak. Uh, and Murph, Bloody Murphy. My, Buddy Murphy has always been a been my favorite ever, you know. But Kirazawa has always been my favorite when he won the cruiserweight title against um, was it Neville? Pretty sure it was Neville. Neville or um, yeah, it was Neville. It was Neville. A lot of people were shocked about that. I was like, dang, okay. Well, I see you. I see you. But yeah, give it that A minus. Not bad. Uh, when Buddy Murphy knocked on uh, Alistair Black's door, I was like, how long is it taking for Alistair Black to get up, go to the door, and, like, like just open it? <laughs> like, he, he took forever. He heard him talking. He's like, oh, okay, bye. He goes away, and then all of a sudden, bang, opens the door real quick. Like, oh, oh, who said that? Like, <laughs> come on, Alistair Black. And then all of a sudden... Buddy Murphy, after the match, comes back, goes to knock on the door. Hey, Alistair, automatically opens the door just to stare off. Goes to goes to black, then cuts it. What? Okay, I guess that's a match at. I guess that's a match. I guess next week, maybe. Uh, well, not next week. Probably like sorry, this is um. I don't know. Whatever. On that, maybe next week, maybe Survivor Series. I don't know. But who cares? Next match is Eric Rowan versus Alex Malcolm. Eric Rowan made his way to the ring for a showdown with Alex Malcolm when 24-7 champion Samir Singh and brother Snail arrived at ringside. Archers arrived, attempting to regain his title. Intimidated by the relentless Rowan, Truth backed off. The Singh brothers and the announcement talent were not so lucky. Falling prey to a running cr crossbody by the big man. Rowan threw his opponent into the ring and finished him off in short order. Result, Rowan defeated Malcolm. Um, I'm kind of tired of Rowan facing off with, like I say, with every tag team. With everybody that always a big man, always facing off with jobbers. Facing off with small men. Like Braun Strowman with the B team and Drew Gulak for some reason. Um, I hate that he's doing that. He's facing off with, like, small competitors and jobbers. And he needs to face actual competitors like he did back then. Uh, for a grade, uh, I'll be nice. I'm gonna give it a C. You know, it's always, I, to me, I think it's always nice still seeing Rowan doing what he's doing, you know. Proving that he's not. A backup. He's not a, just a background. He's not a background character. He's not a, a guy's play toy. You know. He's not this. He's not this back like a chip over your shoulder. You know, which is always nice. Yeah. And now he's starting to show more of his power. He's starting to show more 
of what he's made of, and I love that so much about Eric Rowan. The way they're booking it, man. The way they're booking it. It's kind of nuts. Let's move on. Kevin Owens versus... We have the next match of Kevin Owens versus Drew McIntyre. I was actually looking forward to this match. Drew McIntyre and Kevin Owens may be teammates tonight. So, teammates Sunday at Survivor Series, but they squared off in singles competition Monday night. The Scottish Psychopaths wore Kevin Owens down, working him over with the rest move until the anti-hero of WWE sent him shoulder first into the ring post and followed up with a cannonball in the corner. The, the fight spilled to the floor where McIntyre whipped on a blind charge, hitting a big boot from his opponent. Scott followed up with a nasty gorilla press slam that sent the prize fighter from the apron into the guardrail. The match continued with Drew McIntyre dominating the flow, only for Owens to deliver a big cannonball from the apron to a thunderous ovation. The heel regained control of the bout with a sit-down powerbomb to which KO responded with the pop-up powerbomb that inexplicably failed to put out and put McIntyre away. Air falls ensued and chants of, of this is awesome followed the fans appreciate, appreciative of the efforts put forth, put forth by the superstars. Before a winner could be determined, Though Triple H's music played and the COO of WWE appeared on the entrance ramp as the show headed back to commercial. After the break, Triple H played, played to Owens, calling him the lifeblood of NXT at one point before he was picked, plucked away to join Raw and SmackDown. He, recall, he recalled Shane McMahon and Kurt Angle firing Owens and pointed out that none of Owens' Raw teammates were out there to ensure he wasn't attacked by NXT. The Undisputed Era attacked Owens to the dismay of the game. Raw superstars joined the fray and a brawl ensued before the Red Brains superstars cleared the invaders. Result, Owens and McIntyre fought to a no contest. If I had to give that something, I would give it an A flipping plus right there. Always love having a good old Triple H coming in the ring. He always cuts a good promo, but god dang, then you have him and Kevin Owens in the match, and that match was an A-plus for me, just because of that match. Such a good match. I was actually looking forward to that. They did pretty good as much time as they had on there, but bless it when Triple H came out, that was good. That was good. Good plan out, I give that A-flipping-plus. Good job. Alright, so the next one is Rey Mysterio Speaks. Backstage, Charlie, Charlie Crusoe announced AJ Styles will defend his United States Championship against Humberto Grillo on next week's show before throwing it to a pre-taped message from Paul Heyman, advocate to the WWE Champion Brock Lesnar. Heyman announced a no-holds-barred stipulation for Sunday's match between the Beast and Rey Mysterious and promised the contest will not be a short one. Instead, it will be either be the greatest miracle in wrestling history or the massacre of a beloved icon. Caruso stood by with Mysterio, who wished Carrillo luck in his upcoming title bout and accepted the stipulation presented by Heyman. Reminded everyone of the lead pipe 
he used to attack Brock Lesnar the last time they were in the same building. He finished the segment by dedicating the match to his son, Dominic. But I give, okay, great. I would probably give that a B. Not bad. Not a bad promo. Uh, Paul Heyman always gets a promo. Good promo, so... Uh, probably... Nah, I'll probably bump it up to a B plus, just because of Paul Heyman. He always cuts a good promo. He always knows what to say. He's, you know, he's used to it. He is very good. I love when Paul Heyman's on the mic. That always bumps it up because he, he's such. He's so good. He knows just what to do. Um, congratulations to Humberto Carrillo. I'm very proud of him. He does. He's doing very good with his career right now. Yeah, he beat. AJ Styles, awesome. He beat um, Carl Anderson. Very cool stuff. Uh, with the whole Rey Mysterio thing, I knew it. It was a lead pipe. For some reason, they said, oh, it was a baseball bat. It, it did not look like baseball. It looked like that lead pipe right there. It looked like a lead pipe. I was like, why did, why are people calling it a but I thought it was a lead It looks like a lead pipe. It looks n nothing like it. There was no, like, curve under it. It, it looked like a lead pipe. So, I, and then finally, you know, they show, it was a closer look, and it's a lead pipe. And I don't, I was like, heck. Because remember, like, I don't know if it was, like, two episodes ago or three. Um, they showed that, and I was like, what? Like, that's not a baseball but that's a pipe that's a metal pipe but whatever hey it's messed up it's fine you know it's all good next match we have natalia versus Asuka. for the first time ever natalia battled Asuka in singles competition while the tag team champions partner kairi sane watched from ringside the relentless empress of tomorrow dominated the competition early the queen of hearts fought back and was Rolling late when Sane attempted to run interference, Natalia knocked her down, only to fall prey to a big kick from Asuka. The third generation competitor responded, driving her opponent into the guardrail and rolling her back into the ring, ready to put her away for a big win. By stopping to talk trash with Sane, though, Natalia opened herself up to a wicked kick from Asuka who scored the pinfall victory. Nata Result, Asuka defeated Natalia. I must said Natalia defeated Asuka. I was like, nope. Natalia defeated Oscar. Uh, Oscar defeated Natalia. Great. I'll give that. I'll say a B. Not bad. Wasn't bad. Um, Star Max was kind of weird. So if it was kind of weird, but. But going through the match was pretty good. So I'll give that a B. Not bad match. I love Oscar. I love Kyrie Sane. Um, very good. I love them, but the way they're using them, it's kind of weird, but whatever. Let's move on to Ra Randy Orton versus Randy Orton and, Ra oh God, Ricochet versus the Viking Raiders. After the Authors of Pain returned and laid out Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins early in the show, Randy Orton stepped up and challenged the Viking Raiders to a tag team title bout. A week after the Viper did the same for him, Ricochet assumed the role of its tag team partner for the championship main event. 
Orton controlled the pace of the match through the commercial break, wearing Eric down with the trademark headlock. All of this, all of this, while SmackDown attacked and beat down Raw superstars backstage. I'm just gonna stop this there. I can't. I can't right now. Why is Ricochet and Randy Orton tag teaming? Why is that a thing? Like, Ricochet, what happened? Like, did your comp did your singles competition go down the hill? Go downhill already? You won the tag. You won the uh, the United States title. What happened there? Huh? You you don't know, huh? Yeah, I don't know either, but my guy. Then all of a sudden, now you're in the tag team division. What? Now you want a tag team with the heel. A heel. With the flipping heel, bro. Like, what's the point of that? You're fa you're facing off with the heel. You're tag team with the heel, man. That's that makes no sense. Randy Orton, the man that's RKO'd you so many times that should go through your head saying, I don't I shouldn't trust you. So why am I tag teaming with you? I should just leave the match and let you lose. But no. I'm gonna tag team with you because I have no brain. Why? Like, Randy Orton, what are you doing? What happened to your singles competition, huh? Did I go downhill, too? Like, lost to Jinder Mahal. <laughs> lost to Jinder Mahal with your title. You want to go... F you won the... the inter what was it? The United States? You won the United States title. You lost that title. You lost it. You lost that opportunity. Then... Then what happened? What happened? You basically gave up. Now you're in the tag team division. Now you're tag teaming with Ricochet. You you both don't know what you're doing. Like you just signed a five year contract with WWE. And now you're in the tag team now you're tag teaming with Ricochet. What are you doing? Like, no. That's not what we want. Is that what we want? No. Like, if there's people out there actually cheering this stuff. By all means, do it. I like. I don't care. I love. I do love Ricochet. I love Randy Orton. But like, this is not. I just don't see this working. Like, see him as a tag team. Like, I know they have their differences and all. Like, they're they're gonna be partners, and it's kind of warming up. I understand that to warm up. Like, you guys need to work this out your differences before Survivor Series. I understand that, but it doesn't make like if they if they keep doing this after Survivor Series, you have a we have a big problem. Like, don't just what happened to you? <laughs> what happened to you, Randy? What happened to you, Ricochet? But anyways, enough of that. I'll be rambling. Let's keep going. As the action broke down, Ivor drove through the ropes. Wiping the challengers out at ringside, the Blue Brands roster emptied into the arena. They beat down Orton, Ricochet, and the champions, but the four Raw competitors cleared them out of their square circle. NXT superstars appeared 
beating down the SmackDown roster before surrounding the Raw stars. That did not stop Orton from delivering RKO's and Ricochet catching Steve Coulter with the recoil as the <clears throat> numbers game began overwhelming. Seth Rollins' music played and he led a cavalry of red shirts to the rescue. A war of attrition broke that broke out. The NXT's number advantage proving too much for the opposition. Triple H appeared on on the video screen and announced an open door policy for Wednesday's NXT, welcoming any and all invaders. Result, it resulted in a no contest. For that, I would give that a A plus because yes, I did, I actually did enjoy that match. Just because I'm, I'm a big fan of Randy Orton and Ricochet and the Viking Raiders as well. And why I gave that A plus as well, I gave that I would give that an A minus. Just because. But that went up from an A, A minus, A to an A plus. Because they brung out first SmackDown attacking the, well, for, yeah, SmackDown invading... Uh, beating up Raw superstars, then coming out, try beating up, trying to beat up the Raw top superstars, then all of a sudden, what happens? NXT comes out, starts beating the heck out of Raw, SmackDown, and then Raw. Raw superstars, Seth Rollins comes in with the cavalry, starts coming out, tries to beat them up, but what happens? NXT we get to see a, a a look, a first ever look at what's going to happen at Survivor Series. That is going to be brutal. Seeing that many men in one ring is holy crap. Like, I, I don't know if that's just going to be like every single NXT, every single Raw, every single SmackDown. But that's going to be nuts. It's going to be nuts. Um, I loved that segment. I loved that match. And I loved the end of it. So flipping good. I thought, why not? Ah, just seeing that. That was so good. And I cannot wait for Wednesday. I, I cannot wait to see what they're going to do. A plus for that. I loved it. I loved everything about it. And guys, that's going to wrap up this episode of Monday Night Raw Review, dudes. I hope you all have enjoyed anything. And if I had to give this a grade, it's going to be an A. Just a solid A. Only why I didn't is because the Bobby Lashley and Lana thing. If that wasn't on there, holy crap, we have a match. We have an A-plus, my guys. We would have an A-plus show in the books. But it is not today. It's going to have just a perfect A. So good of an episode. They're really doing good with this whole storyline. Of NXT, SmackDown, and Raw all fighting each other, going after who's the better brand. At today is what nineteenth, dudes. Hope you're excited for the twenty four twenty fourth, because dudes, that's gonna be exciting. I'm actually gonna love. I'm gonna absolutely love that. And yes. I hope you all have enjoyed this episode, and if you guys have, make sure to rate me five stars and put me as your favorites. 
And yes, dudes. You know, guys, I gotta say, with the whole Raw thing and SmackDown XD, they're doing swell. I don't think, yeah, I, I'm gonna watch Wednesday with NXT tomorrow. I'm gonna watch that. Um, I can't watch a, I can't watch Friday Night SmackDown because I could probably have to work. It's gonna suck. But um, I, I could watch, like record it. I I could like try to record it and while I'm at work and watch it after. I just watch highlights of it. So it should be good. I don't know. I know a lot lot the schedule's like kinda weird. But anyways guys, I'm gonna end this uh episode here while we're going on. Rate me five stars. Uh make sure to leave a uh, rate me five stars, put me as your favorites, do all that. Follow me on my social medias, which is my Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and also my YouTube channel, guys. Set the boy nine for eight. That's all of that. My YouTube, my Twitter, set the boy nine for eight. Instagram, set the boy nine for eight. Snapchat, set the boy nine for eight. And YouTube, set the boy nine for eight. And, uh, yeah, guys. And also, go if you listen to. Check out my other places where other podcasts on my for the anti-asylum is Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Make sure to go check all those out. Um, if you're listening on that, if you're listening on any of those podcasts, even Anchor, even on Anchor, hello. Hello, everybody. <laughs> but anyways, I hope you guys have enjoyed. Uh, rate, again, rate me five stars. Do all that. Blah blah blah. I don't. Care. So, yeah. You're watching Anti Asylum, and I'll see you guys next time. See you guys.